the bad boy's out there, and he is not me. This is We Have Concerns. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Anthony. Jeff. <laughs> you go? You want to go? You can go. No, you go. <laughs> Anthony, we've been saying it for a long time, and no one Each other's is names? listening. <laughs> Yes, for hours we've been going back and forth. <laughs> we edited most of it out, luckily, but uh, we we really we're just too polite. That's the thing. <laughs> we just keep tipping our hats to one another. <laughs> no, after you, sir. After you, no, sir. No, I do. No, please, sir. I bite my thumb, sir, but not at you, sir. <laughs> no, we've been saying it for a long, long time, and nobody's been listening to us. We need to destroy the sun. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Uh, Nobody listens. We need nobody. We need to formulate a plan. Yes. To destroy the sun. The sun is trying to kill us. Yes. Destroy it. Destroy. There's only one solution to that. Let's fire Just, rockets into the sun. Whatever we need to do. A, a ragtag group of of miners, perhaps. Oh, from your mouth to God's ears. From your mouth to God's ears, we must destroy the sun. Yeah, I have one platform, and that platform is destroy the sun. You may be asking yourself, dear listener, why destroy the sun? Well, there's lots of reasons. Can I tell you something? There's lots of reasons, and let me tell you something. I would, If somebody was running this year, and their platform was pretty good, except for their one thing, with their main thing was destroy the sun, <laughs> yeah. I would still vote for them. Yeah, I mean, they're not, if it's not Trump, uh, I'm voting for the destroy the sun guy. Or girl. I would be like, I would be like, Hey, okay. So pretty good on, uh, pretty good on healthcare, pretty good on, uh, on economics. Yeah. I, I look, I love where they stand on education does want to destroy the sun. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> I'll let that slide this time. I'm yeah. going to let it go. <laughs> also is basically a ham sandwich. It's a ham sandwich with some good ideas and one really scary idea about the sun. Still not Trump, though. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, voting, I'm, I'm voting for ham sandwich. I'm, I'm still in ham sandwich 2020. <laughs> ham sandwich, ham sandwich slash whoever 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so here's some new information that may persuade you, dear listener. If if you are not on team destroy the sun, uh, this may this may persuade you. It turns out there is some very compelling evidence in a new scientific article uh, that there is a correlation between earthquakes here on our planet and solar activity from the sun. Now, Jeff, is this another story that's trying to connect solar flares to literally every single thing in our lives? Maybe, but it, it's not specifically. <laughs> so, it, may, it, may, it may be that. Maybe, and also fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's not specifically solar flares. This is proton activity uh, from from the sun that has been measured and correlated with seismic activity here on Earth, and they have found a direct and alarming correlation. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, there is something called uh, Poisson distribution. Poisson? Poisson. Poisson. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Poisson distribution. This is a statistical uh, phrase that describes how things are distributed, how you can sort of expect things to be distributed when they don't affect one another particularly. So okay. you, can, you can chart out uh, one example. The Wikipedia entry that I read when I was learning about Poisson uh, was uh, you can if you get four pieces of mail per day, for example, and they come from different sources and getting one piece of mail doesn't affect getting another piece of mail. You can pretty much chart how much mail you're going to get. It is distributed on a Poisson curve. OK, uh, so. That is not how earthquakes behave. Uh, scientists think that if, you know, if an earthquake happened and then a different earthquake happened and they are that we charted them all, we should get a Poisson curve. We should get a, a statistical distribution of how earthquakes happen all around the planet, uh, except that we don't. And they've been trying okay. for many, many years 
to explain why that could be. And All right. usually that means that there is some effect causing them. If, if they are sort of independent and uh, basically uh, unique phenomena happening in unique bespoke locations all over the planet, they should work out in this Poisson distribution. If not, then usually what that what the case is, is that there is some external force causing them that can be charted. Okay. So there's been a ton of theories, tidal components, you know, that that the Earth's uh, the movement of the oceans affects earthquake activity. Uh, there's never been any evidence to prove that that is true. Uh, there may be this, people have suggested it may be a, a effect to the a link to the effect of the Earth rotating on its axis, the speed at which the Earth rotates variations in that speed. No, nobody's been able to connect that. Okay. Uh, there are a bunch of researchers, as you said, that have uh, tried to link solar activity, uh, electromagnetic storms to earthquakes, sunspots, as you brought up. There's some people that have been able to kind of uh, chart some of that, and there's some evidence that that might be true. But this study that is brand new says that it has took a large data set of solar activity and specifically the um the the protons where yeah proton density uh they checked proton density in in the sun as it as the rays of the sun travel through space and hit the earth they have okay. different proton densities based on you know activity from the sun Okay. And they, they mapped that to seismic activity all around the Earth. And what they found was if you if you take a um, a time period that can be shifted up to 24 hours, there is a very direct correlation between the density of protons from the sun and earthquakes. In fact, if you move the threshold of earthquakes that you're looking at to very high, like very intense earthquakes, mm-hmm. the correlation becomes even more profound. It becomes even more direct. So well, if you're looking so, at like but here's, tiny earthquakes to big earthquakes, the bigger the earthquake, the more proton activity in that area on the planet. Okay. But like, here's the thing, Jeff, couldn't you destroy the sun? Be- yes. Yeah, but couldn't you look at that correlation, look at that data, and just be like, well, it turns out earthquakes cause the sun. (laughs) I mean, perhaps. It turns out that when there's an earthquake, it causes a lot of proton activity on the sun. Well, what they're they're finding is that (laughs) it's a 24-hour time shift later, right? So you go proton activity on on the sun, 24 Mm -hmm. hours later, earthquake. Hmm. I think what's going on is the earth is just giving uh, instructions for the next time. (laughs) And then when the sun does that within 24 hours, it receives new orders. Yeah. Yeah. You forget to also uh, those, those instructions, time travel, which we know, we know the earth talks to the sun with time travel language. This is quantum shit. This is quantum shit. I mean, but here's, this is the thing is like, so proton activity from the sun goes up within 24 hours. There's an earthquake. It feels to me like within 24 hours is such a, it it doesn't seem like a large period of time, but it does seem like a large period of time. Do you know what I mean? Why would it be within 24 hours? Cause that means it could be any time from within 10 minutes to a day later, there's an earthquake. And that to me just feels like you're looking for correlation. I here's the sentence from this scientific paper that it is from the abstract of the scientific paper. It says we found clear correlation between proton density and the occurrence of large earthquakes with a time shift of one day. So I don't think it's within one day. I think it was literally moving at 24 hours ahead every time this is what we found. And now this is the sentence uh, that really, this is the sentence that really moves me. The significance of such correlation is very high with probability to be wrong, lower than 10 to the negative five. 
okay. But I don't know they how they decided, get to that number. They decided it was lower than 10 to the negative five, though. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> like what they based said. On, like based on their methodology. I, yes, but I think that the idea here is that we saw such direct one-to-one comparison. When we move it forward 24 hours, we saw it like it maps so perfectly that to be a, a coincidence is highly improbable. Say there's a weird guy in my neighborhood and <laughs> every night at 6 p.m. He um, he dances to uh, he dances in his window naked to she works hard for the money. OK, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And then if we were to look at. Every time an earthquake happened <laughs> and I went and I said, well, every time an earthquake happened within 24 hours, like within 24 hours beforehand, exactly 24 hours beforehand, <laughs> Harold was dancing naked in his window to she works hard for the money. Yeah. yeah. Obviously Harold we, is causing these earthquakes. We must, we must destroy Harold would be my conclusion. We have to destroy Harold. <laughs> we have to destroy the, the song. She works hard for the money. <laughs> yeah. If he danced to anything else, it might save the earth. <laughs> Just convince Harold. Okay. You're right. We don't have to kill Harold. Or destroy him in any significant way, but we can convince him to just expand his musical library. That's what we should so do. That, thank God that's what you said, because I thought if, at first you were going to say we have to convince Harold not to dance. And if we were going to try to convince Harold not to dance, we might as well kill Harold. <laughs> he it might as be, well be It would be dead. the same thing, right? It, it would, would be, be the like same killing as him. killing him. <laughs> Harold, you've got to stop dancing, buddy, every night at 6 p.m. to She Works Hard for the Money. I would rather die. <laughs> Harold, you're kill- you're literally killing people by then dancing. Then you might as well kill me. <laughs> can we? Because I work we- so hard for the money. So hard. So hard for it, honey. Do you think that we could convince him to just to, just to do a I different song? I work hard Donna for the Summer money, song? and you are not treating me right. Is what he would say. <laughs> you think we could just convince him to use a different Donna Summer song? Is it Donna Summer who sings that? Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. What what's another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh you put me on the spot um <laughs> so, there's one where it goes beep beep honk, uh, honk. beep beep oh uh, beep beep yeah that one maybe you can dance to the uh, beep beep honk, one honk honk <laughs> uh, beep, beep. ring ring uh, you know all those donna summer songs all the that donna we know. summer songs so check this out anthony they have a theory as to why this may be happening Okay, now is when I can get on board. Now that they have something other than this math, give it to me. Math, we know, not fun. Not only not fun, but I don't believe in it. Hypotheses. Wild speculation. Now we're on board. Now we're doing, now we're getting something. (laughs) Award-winning science podcast. Okay, here's what they think. They're, They're calling it a tentative model that explains the correlation. They, they, they call it a reverse piezoelectric effect induced okay. by the applied electric field related to proton density. So piezoelectric energy is energy that is ca- electrical energy that is caused by intense pressure or heat, which mm-hmm. you'll find down there at the tectonic plates below the Earth's crust. So. A lot of piezoelectric energy all being generated by all this pressure and heat that's happening as these tectonic plates are pushing into one each one another and mm-hmm. and um, you know moving slightly every every few years, and then they get bombarded with dense protons that agitate all this piezoelectric energy that has been generated, okay. and at a certain point. When they these pulses happen, when these when these the proton density is high enough, it causes an electromagnetic reaction and a, a discharge of energy that creates an earthquake. It's literally like a lightning bolt <laughs> under the under the Earth's crust. It's a big discharge of electrical energy that causes this shift, and it's like the Earth is getting zapped with with energy from the sun that reacts with all the energy that's happening by everything being built up and it is exploding in an electromagnetic discharge that causes earthquakes. We need to destroy the sun. Are you sure it's not Harold? I mean, it could be Harold. I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing that out entirely, 
We're, we're going to consider the Herald problem in another paper, I think. All right. As long as it's as long as it's uh, considered, I just don't want any I don't want any information thrown out, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's I mean, OK, so that's interesting. So that's what causes earthquakes. If, if that is indeed what causes earthquakes or part of what causes earthquakes, right? Because I'm sure yeah. there are other natural causes. But if we can say that this definitely causes earthquakes, um, what do we do about it? I mean, I know you're saying destroy the sun and I'm with you. I'm with the, you. The The problem here is that there's no clear course of action mm-hmm. to do something about it. The good news is this could be a very accurate predictor and give us 24 hours notice of when an earthquake is going to happen. Uh, so they're talking about okay. this as a way to predict earthquakes with a very high accuracy to say, Oh, Hey, a whole lot of proton activity. Everybody guess what? we got 24 hours to mobilize the team of disgruntled miners. This exactly sounds like the plot of a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Do you know what I mean? Like one of those big ones that he does every like five or six years to get the money. Like this feels like some big summer movie where like some scientist is trying to tell everybody to get out of town because of the protons and the and the electrical fields and nobody does it. And he's like going crazy. And then it turns into like this in act three. It's this Dean Devlin, Roland Emmerich fucking thing where like tectonic plates are opening. Entire yeah. cities are being swallowed up. They've got to throw Hillary Swank has to launch a, a an electric <laughs> missile into the core of the sun. Yeah, like. I like it. I'm, 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 I, I want to see that movie. The, we can't get the people across the street from me <laughs> at the sports bar to sit six feet apart with a mask on. You're going to yeah. tell them that protons are hitting the earth at a wild rate. And so now we all have to evacuate. They're never going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is interesting looking at this paper. I didn't see at the bottom here. It was written by doctors Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Which I thought, okay, a very surprising. Now, here's the thing, Jeff. That doesn't surprise me because they can do anything. (laughs) Those two, they're very talented. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, They. uh, Nothing surprises me about them. (laughs) Uh, Do you think? Do you think you would listen if there was a proton warning? Yes. I mean, I we had an earthquake here just the other night. I'm sure you felt it. Uh, it was disconcerting in the extreme. Uh, it was, it it was maybe the time. Bi- it was maybe, I don't know if it was the biggest, the biggest one I've been in, in uh, California for, but it might've been like the most intense in terms of like size and proximity to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and it lasted it a went long for time. A while. Yeah. I was watching TV and I, I registered, Oh, we're having an earthquake reached for the remote, found the remote pushed pause on my show, set the remote back down and then still had like three or four seconds of writing out the earthquake. That was, it was long. And, uh, and so in light of that experience just recently and now having children and just, I just 2020 in general, that's got me on edge. Yeah. Somebody goes, we got a pretty good idea that there's going to be an earthquake in 24 hours. I'm a listen. Yeah. You wouldn't say, yeah, I might ask, ask, how would you know? And they'd be like protons. And I'd be like, (laughs) get wrecked. (laughs) I'll be right here. Here's the problem with a system like that is, uh, here's what I would say. I would say you, you certainly don't publicize to people that it's the protons. Like if people want (laughs) to know that it's the protons doing a little research, will tell them it's protons. Yeah. Um, but it, it should be like, it should just be like the sirens in San Francisco. No one knows why the sirens go off. We just know that if the sirens go off, it's earthquake, right? So yeah. as long as you, as long as you're just like, no siren means earthquake. Um, just do that. Don't tell people how you're doing it. Just be what like that siren mean earthquake. And everybody go, can cool. We, earthquake. Can we at least, can we make the siren go? Proton, proton. Proton. Can, can we can we meet me halfway on that at least? I was gonna say it should just play. She works hard for the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And that way, if the no, sirens right. throughout That's the better. city start playing, she works hard for the money. We know we have to evacuate. You know, the bad part about that, though, is that we're all evacuating and Harold is just dancing his way to hell. You know what this I'm saying? This is the way he wanted. That's the way he wanted to go out. He <laughs> died the way he lived. <laughs> he died the way he lived. Dancing. Uh, by the she way, works uh, hard for the money. By the way, Jeff, um, she also she also sang bad girls you remember bad girls from oh, yeah. dance dance revolution ah oh, so dance dance revolution yes bad girl bad girl yeah talking and that's a bad girl, girl. Yeah. i think that might be the one that goes beep beep it might be toot, toot. i think it is it's not honk honk i said honk honk it's beep beep toot toot beep, it's beep beep, beep toot, toot, toot toot honk yeah. honk 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 ring ring buzz buzz <laughs> <laughs> Twist it. Bop it. Bop it. <laughs> you remember Donna Summer, inventor of the Bop It? <laughs> We've learned a lot today about earthquakes. I feel like you are very skeptical about this, I think, highly useful bit of information here. I I appreciate it. Um, I think it could potentially be useful. I uh, the only reason it bristle the only reason I bristle about it is because so many things have been have been uh, theorized have, have been theorized. I was, yeah, I was trying to think of a generous way to say uh, a bunch of idiots always think that <laughs> solar flares do things. Um, well, I was trying to think of how flares. to be delicate about it. This is solar wind changing oh, the proton Jesus. density oh, in God. rays from the sun. Oh my God. You sound like a Fox. You sound like a Fox <laughs> primetime show about scientists about hot scientists that also have guns. Like <laughs> That's what we need is we need laser pistols to shoot the, the rays of the sun that are coming at the earth. If we I, all do it, if we create a, a, a pedestrian army of, uh, of sunlight shooting laser pistol carriers, you know, mm-hmm. then we're, okay. we're, the answer is always more guns. That's my, that's my theory. Hey, everybody, the answer is more guns, and that's where we're leaving this story. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I certainly if, if they're if they've done the, if they've done the work and they've and they've shown that it, it's it's correlated and this can be useful information. I'm all for it. I, um, you know, I think the only reason why I, I'm a little resistant to it is just because, like, people just always tie to, try to tie things to cosmic shit that ain't got nothing to do with it. I think that's the only reason why I bristled at it a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, the idea to me, I mean, I know that they've theorized that sunspots could cause earthquakes for a long time, but the idea to me that there is something so external that would affect us in this way, because I always think of earthquakes as being this internal process that's going to happen no matter what. Right. And, you know, it's just this, it's just a matter of time. And the idea that, no, maybe it's like we're, we're being cooked. You know, there's, there's a thing outside that is, that is causing this electric discharge. What if we could bombard the the core of the earth with protons and uh, stop the buildup of things that cause earthquakes? Ooh, that'd be wild. Yeah. How about that? That's a cause of earthquake. Unless you give me $4 million in a Swiss bank account by 4 PM on Tuesday. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. It's got to be 4 p.m. because it's 6 p.m. I dance to Donna Summer <laughs> and I need money and I need time to go get the money and verify it and everything. And I, I have an hour of preparation before God I dance damn to you, Donna Harold. Summer. Harold, you uh, diabolical genius. <laughs> uh, folks, was that a science? Debatable. Hey, it's do you enjoy debatable? Do, do you enjoy debatable science? Do you this enjoy a, this podcast? This is from the this is from the the journal Nature. I think that's a science. We no, only do a science I'm, I'm here. I'm more talking about I'm more talking about our our coverage of it. Was oh. it a science? Well, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> but if you enjoyed that, if yes. you'd like science boiled down to nothing, that's what we try to do. <laughs> we some people science. will try to uh, some people will try to boil down science to its essentials so you understand them better. What we try to do is boil down there. science to nothing. We do not stop there. Why would we stop there? Why would we stop to boiling it down to its essentials? If you keep boiling, see lazy podcasts, non award winning science podcasts will stop the boiling down at the essentials. We keep going. We break it down we further. Until science. It is literally nothing at the end. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. America.
You're and welcome beyond. and give us your money. Go to <laughs> patreon.com slash we have concerns. It is the only way that we uh, fund and support the show. And in yes. return, you will get some very interesting stuff as well. Interesting is the least of it. It is it is compelling. It, it'll you'll create lifelong friendships. We have a discord community, folks, that is just the finest humans to ever walk the face of this here planet. And they're all congregated in one spot. Our discord. You can get access to our discord become one of those concerned citizens by giving us just a buck a month, just a, a single U S dollar a month, which is all next to nothing. It's and, next uh, to nothing. It's that's basically money boiled down to nothing. Exactly. And that is just where the fun begins because ladies and gentlemen, there is also bonus content, extra episodes. Every time we have a guest on the show, you get a bonus guest episode there's the conversations that we start each episode with you get those there's hangouts the list goes on and on anthony it's like it's 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 like a smorgasbord of amazing jeff sometimes i think we give too much not only do we not report thoroughly on science (laughs) but we also do all those other things are we doing too much for the world jeff i i don't know only only our patrons can can decide that yeah, we'll only listen money. to our patrons on this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's patreon.com slash we have concerns. Uh, Jeff, I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. Artificial intelligence story mm. or scatological story? Well, you know, I love me the poop. You know, I love talking about <laughs> poop. And it's been so long since we've talked about poop. <laughs> But I do like an AI, an AI story. Uh, yeah, I wish I had one story that had both for you. <laughs> that would be great. Can I have a Google AI? alert set up. <laughs> You've just been waiting so patiently. I've been waiting. I've been waiting where for is, an artificially intelligent bowel movement story. Where is that, Grant? You know, where is so, who's working on that? <laughs> uh, let's go with AI. I want to hear about some uh, some robots that are going to take over the world. What's okay. what do I need to be scared of now? Well, I don't think this, well, hmm, not now, but as with all AI things, you should be scared soon. Okay. You should be scared now. Should I set up a Google alert for when I should be scared? Yeah, set up a Google alert for uh, robots have gone too far. Although at that point, they will control Google. So, Hey, Siri, can you uh, tell me when you've gone too far? I searched the web for have you gone too far and couldn't find anything. Great. I'm still safe. (laughs) I'm good. Um, This is a uh, this is just published uh, literally today as we're recording this by the University of Helsinki in uh, in Finland. They uh, go fight fight in sinks. They had uh, they had taken a sauna and then jumped into some cold water and then back into the sauna to file this paper. Do not underestimate the invigorating effects of that. You know? Yeah. That's why they do such good science. It's because and here's why the scientists work so well together over there. Jeff is because they sauna together. They jump into the cold water together. They beat each other with the big leaves together. Oh, yeah. You got to have the leave action, too. And then and they're just so in sync when they're doing the science. That's all. They do all of that before 8 a.m. And then they're ready to do the science. You know, hey. I want to go do a sauna. (laughs) Me, too. I want to go do anything. Can we go do do anything? Anything. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I just every once in a while, something comes out where I'm just like, oh, that's take that information in that shows the level of desperation you are in for uh for public social activity yeah. is your that sounds really really good to you right now hit me with a, um, hit me with a frond man hit hey, me with your best frond you remember that donna summer song <laughs> fire away <laughs> uh so the researchers at the university of helsinki have developed a technique okay um where a, a machine learning algorithm uh, mm. models visual perception by monitoring human brain signals. So basically, the computer tries to imagine what you're thinking about and then draw it. Does it ever get it right? <laughs> yeah, 83% <laughs> of the time. No, wrong. What? 80% of the time? 
So, <laughs> but there's a there's an asterisk as there is with all of these things. It feels um, like that scene at the beginning of Ghostbusters when he's like got the pretty girl there with the, yeah. the he's like what, what's on the back of this card, you know, and then the electric shocks the other guy. Yeah. It's like, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, come on. Think, think you've got this. <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. Um, researchers, uh, they call this neuroadaptive generative modeling. So what happens is 31 volunteers um, were shown hundreds of AI generated images of diverse looking people while their EEG was being recorded. Okay. They okay. were hooked up to, uh, they were hooked up, they were reading their brainwaves and the subjects were asked to concentrate on certain features, right? So they were being shown all these random pictures of faces that the computer came up with. And the computer was and like, they were like, you're racist. You're racist. Yeah. The computer was like <laughs> racist, racist, racist. No. So they were asked to, um, so like, as we're showing you these faces, really concentrate and look for the ones that, uh, that look old. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look for old people. Imagine like when old people come, imagine old people. And, um, so as the, and it was just pictures of you, 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 you. And it was like, yes, 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 that yes. That is so low, dude. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> You know what though? Anyway, I can get my picture out there. I'm happy with, you know, thank you science. <laughs> just finally that stack of headshots going somewhere. <laughs> <Just> somewhere useful. <laughs> I, Anthony, honestly, I've been sending my headshots to scientists for years and finally someone is using them in, in a proactive way. I, I just, just appreciate gets, it. Every once in a while, he does get an email back. That's like, this is not how science works. We don't know why you're doing this. Uh, but yes, but have you seen my resume? Did you look yeah. on the other side for my resume? Yeah, your special your special skills include juggling and driver's license. <laughs> yeah, D make me a science. Um, <laughs> that's some fucking. That's some fucking like deep inside baseball fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, the fucking yeah. driver's license under special skills. Uh, but the, the three people that get that joke are gonna really like it. Uh, so basically, <laughs> as they're being shown all of these faces you know they're told concentrate look for somebody with uh, who looks old or look for someone with uh with a large nose or something like that and so what's happening is the computer is showing all of these random images of faces but the computer is also watching your brain activity and so it's right. like oh that one looked old to you okay oh and that's what that happened one. in your brain when you saw it yeah yeah oh okay now this one looked old to you okay i'm a computer let me figure out what's what's the same between those two images. Right. And then I'll show you that for the next image, I'll show you something that contains that similar stuff. And we'll see if you, if you see it as old. So right. basically what they're doing is they're, they're trying to get it to where you can think of anything you want. And the computer will just start showing you a bunch of images and you'll be like, kind of that one, kind of that one, kind of that one. And eventually the computer can, visualize whatever it is. It doesn't have like, this is faces okay. for this study, but they want you to like, if you were trying to draw a picture of your dream home, but you don't, you don't have any idea of what architectural terms are or how you would explain to somebody the size of the ball pit or the fire pole. You know what I mean? In your dream yeah, home. Yeah. Like this it's hard. is hard. It's hard to describe because they're so big. Yeah. You know? And it's like, the, the and it's like, no, no, no. Massive. You keep trying to put in like, storage for clothing and i'm like no that is where a slide goes and the slide is bigger than that way bigger yeah way you, you bigger. keep thinking ball pit is like swimming pool size and you're just thinking too small you know <laughs> <laughs> so basically what i'm imagining is a tiny house like from tv <laughs> in the middle of a football field size ball pit yeah. And I don't know why you're not understanding this, <laughs> um, but the idea is that you would be able to train this, this algorithm, uh, to be like, uh, you would picture something in your head and it would immediately be able to draw it for you. Wait, so the idea is that they're, it's mapping the correlation between what, what fires in your brain as read by the EKG and the thing that you said it was so it can go, okay, we can cut out the middleman. I no longer have to listen to you say it. I can just look at the brain pattern in your head and tell you what you're thinking, right? Yes. So, so the idea is if you want to draw it, well, so it's, it's maybe, it's maybe not that impressive. <laughs> well, that sounds what impressive. Well, Cause what you're, what you're thinking of is like, 
I think this is where research like this is eventually wants to go, right? It's kind of like when you and I were watching the Neuralink thing. Uh, and by the way, if you want our full thoughts on the Neuralink, we put an episode out for patrons. A special um, one. Uh, you know, eventually we're going to be able to map all of this activity and be like, when somebody's brain fires in this way with this connection at this, we know that they're thinking about having a slice of cake. You know what I mean? Whereas like right now, maybe what it is is like, we know that that fires and they're thinking of something good, you know, like, uh, so oh, it's, we're not it's quite more general there than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like the end game for this is that thing you see in all those bad sci-fi movies where they plug the thing into your head and then they go over to the TV screen and they watch your dreams. Yeah. You know? Like that's what that's end game for this tech, right? Is that's what we want is show me my dreams. Just, I just want a dream recorder. Just you know, record my dreams. I just, just since the dawn of, since the dawn of my life, which as far as I know was the dawn of the world, because I can't remember anything before that. <laughs> um, as far as I know, reality begins and ends with me. Um, right. and I don't think there's a word for that. And I think I'm, <laughs> this is a totally new concept and, uh, I'm probably correct. But since the dawn <laughs> of time, which is the beginning of my consciousness, uh-huh. I have wanted a brain recorder. Yeah, just so let me badly. go to sleep, plug me in as I sleep. And then I, when I wake up, I got that s- sweet content because I've been making but content yeah. and just flushing it down the toilet my whole life right now. I make content oh. every night. I'm making, I've been content. making good, weird content too. sweet ass, weird content. Sometimes I get a vague recollection of how awesome it was, but then I can't remember it like two minutes later. Let me record it. Let me record me it. Evo for my dreams. Dream recorder, though, is like flying car you want to be the first person to have it right because if you it's like that jetsons joke where like the traffic jam is just up in the sky now and there are two people (laughs) with like with like cars and they're just driving yeah 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 (laughs) you know like you want to be the first person with dream recorder because by the time everybody else has dream recorder everybody's putting their dreams up online and nobody's making any of that that sweet clicks nobody's getting that ad rev it's like uh it's like doing a podcast now you know what i mean everybody's got one Uh, what's the point there are more podcasts (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know that you don't think beyond your own life experience but yeah there's more than there's more than one podcast but not science though (laughs) no we're the only science podcast thank god (laughs) but not science though right (laughs) we're good we're yeah. good. Thank God. Thank God you and I do shows about science and Dungeons and Dragons where <laughs> the where things are not crowded at all. <laughs> yeah, we're we're smart like that. <laughs> we're marketing I might, wizards. I, I'm thinking about doing content based on video games. Yeah. How about that? Whoa. There's a, I don't know. a, st- a starving market. If you've ever I heard don't of one. know. <laughs> Um, but no, so the idea is they're going to get this to the point where, um, not just, not just this becomes faster at predictions and faster at sorting, right? Uh, it gets, the idea is it's going to get trained to get even better. So like right now, these initial 31 participants, they're told, Hey, think of somebody who looks old and like, it takes the computer a long time to, to come up with it but the idea is once you start building more records of patterns and more records of visual representation of different things the computer gets even faster and faster and faster to the point where you can somebody will be able to sit down and be like i need like a i need like kind of an old guy face but like it needs to sort of be like menacing but like also you know and then it just kind of draws it right um the other thing as many comic books as we can imagine Ooh, baby uh and then (laughs) The other thing that they want is like, so because the technique is not based on recognizing thoughts, it's based on uh, responding to associations we have with mental categories. Like we can also figure out what people's implicit biases are about certain things, right? So this is, this is very interesting in terms of like, if you ask a hundred people, picture an old person, they may have completely different ways that they picture it right or across yeah. different cultures they may have different ways that they yeah, picture like it 98. maybe they picture you wearing a hat in one culture 
And then in another culture, they picture you God in sandals, it. you know, or like yeah. maybe sometimes they see you with your glasses off. Maybe sometimes glasses on uh-huh, is what I'm uh-huh. saying. Yeah. Is you're old. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna do a, I was gonna go do a whole big Wilford Brimley riff, but now you, uh, you just put me in there. Yeah, do the same riff, but with you. No, 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 no. <laughs> do that. <laughs> uh, but it, it could be interesting because, like, you know, if you ask, if you ask a teenager what old is, they may picture somebody who's like, uh, who's like thirty. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Um, or you picture, you know, in a country where there's a there's much longer lifespan, they will literally picture a centigenarian, right? Maybe picture yeah. people picture the cartoon old man with like the really long white beard. Like, yeah. but you can also say to it, and here's where it comes. Here's where things get really weird is where they say, Hey, um, picture a mean person. And yeah, then what and then happens? They get, if then they, 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 it's you. It's you, it's you Anthony. Yeah. yeah it's it could just be pictures me. of you. Well, you saying things about how old I am all the time <laughs> is the truth mean. I guess it depends on how you present it. Um, <laughs> Certainly how you present it. <laughs> but imagine if they ask people to picture somebody mean and a large number of the respondents picture a certain physical trait or a no, certain right. racial yeah. trait. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then we can sort of see subconsciously where our biases come from or, or what our biases are and then sort of try to figure out why those are our biases. Right. Right. So yeah. it, it's kind of interesting that way too. You know, what's the best Donna summer song. Right. It, uh, and everybody pictures a car horn. It's just pictures of car <laughs> horns. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> I, I think the cool thing about this is it seems like this is the building the data set. Mm-hmm. part of the process where we need just lots and lots and lots of data about how people's where in the brain things happen so that you can go, okay, now we can take the, all of that data and start making connections and building out the ability to literally control electronics with our brains. Right. If you can go, if you can, if you can get specific enough on how the brain fires and and what things happen where in your brain. And you can make large general conclusions about that. Then it can start going, okay, well I can, if I, you know, I want the, the, the robot to bring me a Pepsi. And every time anybody thinks of a Pepsi, this part of the brain goes off, you know, that it's the part of the brain, uh, related to delicious, crisp flavor, that great <laughs> taste and excellent value. Uh, yeah. and remember once again, we, uh, we do not run any advertising on this show. Never. There's no Never. advertising for any products. Although if I was thirsty right now, I'd oh. reach for a crisp, refreshing Pepsi, Pepsi, it, the choice of a new generation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. Like it, this is one of those things where we're, we're taking a very interesting approach to figuring the brain out right now, which you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of trying to map neurons. There was a lot of like, I I kind of imagine like the, the, the sort of the progression of all this where it's like, well, this cadaver donated a brain. Let's take a look at the brain. And then it's like, okay, well now we know that generally activity happens here in this part of the brain and this, and, and it looks kind of like this. And now what we're doing this is this whole we have so much more data than we've ever had and we're figuring out new and interesting ways to get more precise data. So, um, you know, things like, uh, th- things like the, the brain mapping project that have been going on for like the last, uh, like the last 10 years, um, where we're, where we're mapping the brain in more detailed ways than we ever had. And now yeah. we're doing things where we are, uh, getting more and more detailed data from more and more different experiments and figuring out where those things are firing off. And now we have these more detailed maps of the brain and we're like, aha, we used to know that it only happened in this general giant area, right? Right. Like we knew that it happened in the prefrontal cortex, but now we know that we can drill down and it happens right here in this area, this cluster of neurons. Um, And I think that's, I think that's really fascinating. Um, I just don't know why we need so many cadavers. Why do we need all those cadavers? Well, we've kind of moved beyond cadavers, which is great. What, what is you great. want to do we is still have you them want piled to, up back here, though. It's, it's a lot. 
there's a lot of cadet. Well, nobody asked you specifically. There are two things that the scientific community asked you to stop doing. Number one, sending out your headshot. They don't use those for anything. Number two, stockpiling cadavers for when you quote one day need to do so much science. Did you notice in my special skills, uh, piles of cadavers, which is not so much a skill as a, Mm. um, as sort of a, a thing that you have, yeah, you know what exactly. I, mean? I have skill. I have cadavers. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's really the only place for it on the resume, yeah. right there. It's not really something you can do. It's just a pile of of unnerving things that you have. <laughs> driver's license, juggling. I have a pile of I have a pile, pile of cadavers. cadavers. Driver's licenses. Oh, and yo yo. I can yo yo. <laughs> cadavers, driver's license. I got my driver's license. I got four hundred other driver's licenses. <laughs> I refuse to notify the next of kin, even though I have the name and address of the cadavers. I don't understand. They're all, they're all organ donors. I don't understand. They're, they're donating their organs to me to get to you. I don't understand how I got all these cadavers with, they still have their driver's license on them. That's a little creepy. (laughs) I don't understand either. It is getting creepier. The more you're, the more you explain about it, the creepier it gets. And that's why as your lawyer, I just have to keep telling you, stop sending your headshots out and stop talking about the cadavers. (laughs) How will they contact me about the cadavers if they don't have my headshot and resume? They should contact you about the cadavers. Mm. That's where, but no, it just just seems silly that I have all these then, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But I do also, I do also like this because above and beyond what we're learning about the human brain, this is, this is, I think one of those AI things that is more useful than it seems because there are so many, like you can picture a million things that you cannot describe, right? Right because there's so much technical knowledge, there's so much technical jargon or specificity of language needed to describe something. Like I used architecture as an example. You could also use like, hey, I want to identify an animal, a bird that I saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know anything about birds. Let me describe this bird to you. Like I love the idea of having like an incredibly gifted sketch artist, like a police sketch artist almost. Like that's the first thing that pops into my head when they're drawing all these faces, but really mm-hmm. just like a, a, con- a, like a concept artist, like they have on movies and TV, right? Yeah. Like that's basically what you have with these computers once these things get better, where it's like, hey man, I'm trying to think of the perfect chair. And here's the way I think of the perfect chair looking. It's kind of like this and like this and like this. And I don't know anything. I don't know anything about woodworking or furniture making or anything like that. I just know what I want this thing to look like. And and yeah. I think once we get the, you know, that's what 3D modeling is for. That's what like, all of these different, uh, uh, you know, sketch up and things like that. that are supposed to help you quickly create things that you want to create. Um, they're supposed to remove the friction between you and things that you want to see in the world. And right. I love the idea of the computer getting to the point where you're like, make it sort of like this and like this and like this. And that's my perfect car. And it's like, great, here you go. This is your perfect car. Man, you saying it like that makes me think immediately of the dark side, which is advertising. You know, which is marketing to you where you're you will be presented with something to purchase before you even register that you want it. You know, your brain, your brain sort of has a concept of something that you kind of want. And then all of a sudden you've got that object presented to you because the brain was like you're, you know, yeah. in some far future where we're connected all the time in our brains. It just goes, oh, this is the perfect car that you want. And you go, yeah, yep. well, yeah, that is the perfect car I want. That is the perfect and, and chair. Because of, and because of, uh, and because of, you know, rapid prototyping and manufacturing, this <laughs> is the car you want. We've advertised it to you and we can print one off for you right now if you want this exact yeah. car. It's like those Facebook targeted t-shirts, but good. Yeah, exactly. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, it's, my my husband is a is a fucking arc welder, and he was born in July, and he's a little bit crazy, and he'll punch a he'll punch a baby, <laughs> but he loves me. You know, like one of those things. Yeah, but totally. Good. Like the five things it knows about you. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, or or it maybe just plays the Donna Summer song you were thinking of before you realized you wanted it. It's you just, know? just five and a half minutes of beep. Over and over again. <laughs> you want that song that goes beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep, you know, beep, I d- beep. I, I did beep, want beep. that. <laughs> beep, beep. Does the song do anything else? No, it's just the good part. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, algorithm. computer. 
this, it, what I like about this is it's different than the current one, which is uh, than the current AI advertising, which can only advertise things to you that you bought already. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Currently, yeah. all the algorithm can figure out is that you have purchased something, and it's like, <laughs> hey do you want one of these again? And it's like, yeah. no, I just bought it, dude. I don't yeah. need that. You love these shorts. We know because you bought it last week. Yeah, I know. That's, I bought it cause I needed it and now I'm done Great. needing it. More shorts. No, I own those. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See what they're great at knowing what you want. It's just a little too late. We just need yeah. to get it. We just need to get it just that one step ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anticipate. And, uh, yeah. Like, the, pro, like just, the protons in the sun, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, One yeah, step yeah. Ahead. Right now, right now, the AI can go like, oh, you, you look like you want a sauna. And it's like, yeah, we're the University of Hel- Helsinki. <laughs> of course we want a sauna. <laughs> we just had a sauna. <laughs> yeah. The, unfortunately, that, that AI in that study is just, it's like picture an old person and it's just pictures of old people in saunas. Yeah. <laughs> just it's just like, ooh, I can really go for a sauna. <laughs> excited uh, about this idea i think it does have a dark connotation but the idea of of having ai understand or having technology understand what i'm thinking and being able to control things with my mind yeah man i've always wanted that that's the sci-fi feature that obviously will have dark black mirror-esque connotations but no, for now fine. i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna be optimistic about it no it's so good don't worry it's it's perfectly fine yeah be optimistic about it hey if there's one thing 2020 has taught me it's to be There's optimistic no about everything. There's no downsides, baby. No downsides to anything. The lining is all silver, baby. Woo! Woo! Hey, was that story of science? Maybe. <laughs> we're getting closer. We're, we're getting we're closer every in. week. We're winning awards and we're getting closer every week. We're sort of like the AI dialing in what is a science podcast. We're hoping uh, your brain hard. likes it. It's hard because we're the only science podcast and we're certainly the only award-winning science podcast. Yeah. And so we're figuring this out as we go along. And if you want to help us figure it out, a great way to do that is to support us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash we have concerns, as we mentioned earlier, but you know, an even better way, not a better in a different way, let's say, because yeah. money is maybe the bestest way, but good in an equally good way, I would say is just spreading the word about the show to your friends, sharing episodes with people, you know, online. No, we can definitely agree that is a less good way, but also a good way. Tell people about the show. Help people find us. There's every every week we get tweets of like, hey, th- that show's back. That that we have concern show that went away for two years is back. And we were like, yeah, we've been back for a while. Help people clear that up. Tell your friends about us. I'm sure they're they're curious. With all the podcasts out there, surely there must be one that's about a science. Give them yeah. this one. People are starving for science podcasts. And if they're like, where do I find a science podcast? Why won't somebody start one? You can be like, you're in luck. Your, dream, your prayers are answered. Finally, they did it. So they stepped they, up. These two knuckleheads <laughs> stepped up where nobody else would. And immediately won awards for it. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Hey, folks, thank you so much for supporting us in any way you can. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you again next week. Bye. Beep beep. Beep beep. Toot toot. Toot toot. Beep beep.